it's me. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Awkward Throat Clear with Aaron Chalupa. This is episode 14, Aaron All By Himself. Actually, there's probably a better title for that. I'm sure I have it somewhere in here, but I can't find it right now. This is a special one. This is Aaron Chalupa All By Himself. This is him All By Himself. Okay, wow. Uh, this is Chalupa's monologue to close. This is, um, you, you heard it in Chilling with Chalupa number three, episode 99, uh, where Aaron and I got together and we just talked about it, like a recap of his trip. Um, this is part of his uh, layover in England. Uh, he's chilling out. This is very sensual Chalupa voice. I like it a lot. It actually kind of just felt like I was, when I was listening to it, it just kind of felt like I had my buddy like sitting next to me and we were like, unwinding on uh, like a fun day or whatever and he's just like talking to me anyways i hope you guys enjoy this this is the last awkward throw clear of 2017 um 2018 we've got some new surprises happening with everything i'm sure aaron's already working on stockpiling a whole bunch uh we may or may not have a before 30 podcast uh before this and then starting the new year episode 100 of the flagship the not after 30 podcast so, with that being said, the last one of 2017, we're ending it with Aaron Chalupa. Aaron Chalupa's The Awkward Throat Clear with Aaron Chalupa. Not awkward at all. Hope you guys enjoy. This is episode 14. Hello everyone, and welcome to the the Awkward Throat Clear. Now here's your host, Aaron Chalupa. Good morning, Not After Three Podcast listeners. This is Aaron Chalupa, the Chalupa Cabra, recording with you live and direct from lovely Nottingham, England. Um, Actually, not in Nottingham right now. I'm in Belper which is in Derbyshire, and that's kind of close to Nottingham, England, in the Midlands, if you know where that is. Um, Yeah, I'm at my friend Andy's house. I met Andy in Australia when I was traveling and backpacking there. I'm going to meet up with my other friend, Nat, which is short for Anthony. It's kind of funny how we got a few guys named Anthony in our lives. Um, Yeah. This is the Awkward Throw Clear with your host, Aaron Chalupa. Um, this is just me recording right now. Um, Nelson, Travis, and I, we all separated yesterday at the Budapest airport. Um, Nelson went on to Barcelona, or Barcelona, depending on how to pronounce it. Uh, Travis went to Rome, and I flew to England. I'm meet, meeting up with two of my friends. Andy's got a bit of a family right now. Um, his uh, longtime girlfriend is pregnant once again, and they had a baby last year in September. So I get to meet Katie for the first time. I'm, I'm in, I just woke up and in my room right now. I couldn't fall back asleep. It's kind of early, so I was hoping to sleep, but it's not working out. So I figured <laughs> might as well record a quick Chalupa monologue and give you guys I bring up speed. Um, so the most recent traveling podcast you would have heard would have been me in Sarajevo with Adina. Um, we talked more about her and Bosnia. We didn't really talk up, uh, talk about so much of what I've been doing. So I figured I would just start from where we recorded the last group podcast. Let me give a quick summary. Um, Travis Nelson and I, we plan on um, doing a conference call or something like that and recording uh, and just give you guys an update of what we got up to. What, But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give a quick summary of what I've been up to and try not to make it too long because, it, I don't know, I I like podcasts where um, it's just the one guy, like Bill Burr, um, but I don't know if that would be something I would want to continue on doing. Um, I like my, my group podcast, but it's it's nice when I can just give you guys a... Um, an update what's going on and everything. Um, so I am in um, Belper, which is very, uh, you know, very close to Derby and Nottingham in England. Um, and I'm actually going back home in about five days. So on the 23rd, I had to, November 23rd, I go back to Calgary 
and um, commence the um, the process with my girlfriend of you know got the place up for, for rent for sale there and um, figure out what's going on with that. I got to find a find a job. Um, hopefully, I find some work in the Calgary area. Um, probably brewing for now. Uh, we'll see what's going on. Possibly firefighting again this summer. Um, yeah, we'll see what's we'll see what's happening. Um, what else is happening? Well, obviously the Christmas season's coming up, so when I get back, it'll probably be some Black Friday sales. Who knows what I want to pick up for me? Maybe some hunting supplies. Um, definitely some hockey things. Man, I need some new hockey equipment. My old roommate's dog chewed a big hole in my <laughs> in my hockey pants last year, so I need to get new ones of those. And then my one of my skates, the tongue is detached, so I think. I'll get some new gear. It might still work. I don't know. I'm kind of cheap like that. It's my, my Eastern European heritage that makes me want to salvage everything until it really falls apart. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, hanging out here in England, uh, we're going to hear from Andy and Nat, hopefully, and maybe both at the same time. And then one set, um, separately as well. Um, I believe they're very interesting guys. Uh, I got a lot to say and, We'll do a reminiscing podcast as well, where we'll talk about um, our time in England together. I'm sorry, and time in Australia together. You know, we bought a, I bought a car and drove around the whole country from Melbourne all the way around back to Melbourne. Um, and I met Andy in, I mean, in Perth. I met him in Coral Bay, and then I met uh, Nat later on in Brisbane. And they, I had a car, so I was giving people rides as much as possible. You know, split on gas and petrol. It's quite expensive, so. Uh, more the merrier in my my eyes in that sense. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun uh, tonight. We're going. Uh, Nat and I. Nat's a bit of a hockey fan. He grew up playing uh, roller hockey. You know, on, on uh, rollerblades. Uh, he came over to Canada. Him and Andy a little while ago. We'll probably talk talk about this as well. Uh, they came to Canada uh, last winter, I believe. No, two winters ago. And. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We went skiing and snowboarding, and we went to a couple of hockey games, and we played a little hockey on the ice. And it was very fun and funny. Um, so yeah, Nat and I are going to go to see the Nottingham Panthers, which is um, kind of an exciting hockey team to watch. I, I really like English hockey. Um, they're very tough. It's very much like the North American game, um, not so much like the European game. There are there are enforcers. People here really like when there's there's fighting. Um, I'll, I'll name drop here. The Ice Guardians is a, a new documentary that covers enforcers and uh, fighting in hockey and it might be a little bit biased <laughs> i'll say it probably is biased but uh, it seems that they have some really good facts so um you guys should get that a check i think it's on netflix right now but you see the, the likes of george the rock and um dave Simanko, you know may he rest in peace um wendell clark is on there as well so all the Toronto fans can check him out. I know I've got a few buddies that love Wendell Clark. He was a good hockey player. I, I admit that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a really good, really good show. So, uh, and they also cover the English hockey league here as well. Kevin Westgarth plays with the Belfast Giants, and they talked to him for a little bit. Uh, he used to play Calgary and uh, LA Kings. Well, they also talked to Luke Gazdick, which I was a big fan of when he played for Edmonton. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that'd be a lot of fun. I came one of the last times I came to Nottingham, uh, we went to the game and there was over 500 penalty minutes in the game between the two teams. So just shows you what, uh, how intense they actually are. Um, and then I believe Tuesday we are, uh, Nat and I are going to a, a football a soccer match. Um, so that should be really fun. That'll be my first time seeing a football slash soccer match. Um, yeah, it should be really cool. Um, shout out to Anthony. Um, sorry that Italy got knocked out. Didn't qualify. It's too bad. It's really too bad. You know, everything must end. Maybe next. Maybe next. Uh, yeah. So, summary what happened since Tress Island. Um, so, yeah, boys and I recorded there. Uh, we took a ferry to Kirk and then Kirk Island. We took the bridge. Uh, started driving all the way down to Zadar. Zadar's, it's a nice city. Um, didn't really do a whole lot for me personally. And the boys, I think agreed with me there. Well, we'll touch base on that. I will try not to speak so much for the boys, but I'll just, uh, so far 
to say what I think and what I've liked so far. Uh, Zadar was interesting. There is a, um, uh, a sea organ. So it's like a big organ, but when the water comes in, so the windier the day, the, the more active it is. And it's, I, I had this big picture in my head that it was going to look like a big pipe organ from the church. And it was going to like be from where the keys up or it was going to be a stand for anything like that. And I was just picturing these huge pipes coming out, like really, um, you know, echoing the sound and really, you know, being really loud and beautiful. Some kind of, you know, very noticeable. It was not that at all. Um, it was a bunch of slots along steps and it was interesting because there's no consistent melody to it. It's almost like a jazz where it's just whatever and kind of sounds neat. It's kind of got a bit of meditation to it as well, I suppose, but uh, very underwhelming. It was kind of neat. I thought it was a really neat idea, but still very underwhelming. They, they could have done something along with it. Um, yeah, check it out online. Uh, even if you go on YouTube, I'm sure they'll have a recording of like what it sounds like and everything. Uh, it's the Zadar, Z-A-D-A-R, C organ, uh, C, sorry, S-E-A, like, like the C. Uh, and it was kind of funny. Um, also in Zadar, I got to have this big burger and had a black butt on it. But, so that was kind of funny. Um, Croatia, lots of stray cats. Holy man, tons, tons and tons and tons of stray cats. Uh, I don't want to jump ahead too much though, but uh, Albania and uh, Albania and Macedonia and Serbia. Lots of stray dogs. So that was kind of sad because I really do love dogs. It seems that the dogs do okay. Um, there's a few places where we saw them have tags. So I'm assuming that they would collect them, give them a tag, and possibly give them shots, maybe neuter or spay them just so they wouldn't uh, continue breeding and have stray dogs. I know there's a really bad problem in Romania, and I believe they, in, in Bucharest, capital, they were culling them, so they were just shooting them down because they killed a kid, I think. And, like, just packs and packs of um, stray dogs, so that could be a bad thing. But, yeah, Croatia, lots of stray cats. Holy moly. Um, I'm surprised there's pigeons in that country at all. I figured that the cats would just take them right out, but we didn't see any rats or mice, so that might be a good thing. Uh, yeah, Zadar was kind of neat, but didn't really woo me too much. After Zadar went down to Split, Split was beautiful. I thought I had, a, I had a great time there. I thought it was really neat. Could have explored it maybe another day. Uh, I had a lot of fun in Split, too. Uh, after Split, we went into uh, Bosnia, all the way to Sarajevo via Mostar. Uh, Mostar is very famous for an old bridge, and also they had... Uh, when when the Bosnian-Serbian war happened, um, they actually blew up the bridge or destroyed it. And then later on, they rebuilt it um, using the same techniques and everything, too. It, so that's that's quite nice. Um, it's a very beautiful bridge. If you want to look it up online, M-O-S-T-A-R in uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, but yeah, yeah, very, very beautiful, very symbolic bridge um lots of stories from 1993 obviously uh when you go to the the cemetery most of the gravestones are marked with 1993 sadly um but yeah i would like to spend a bit more time there we kind of got there towards dusk so we didn't really have a whole lot of time to take a lot of great pictures uh but we got to Sarajevo that night the doctor's house hostel uh I really liked the hostel. I thought it was pretty nice. Uh, the people were very nice too, so that makes it a little bit better. I, I, I kind of get biased in that way, where if um, the people are really nice and the hostel is okay, I just think it's the best place ever. Um, you know, if there's not as much hot, hot water, like you can only take like a five minute shower and then all of a sudden it starts getting really cold, that, that doesn't really bother me too much. I just really like it when, you know, the people at the hostel are really welcoming. Um, you know, ex really excited and um, eager to show you their love for their city <clears throat> that they're in. Um, yeah, Syria was a lot of fun. We went to a few different spots. Uh, I bought a Turkish coffee grinder for my uh, brother and my sister-in-law. They like coffee a lot. I'm not sure if they've ever had Turkish coffee before, but I think that's something you might be able to get into. <laughs> um, yeah, it was handcrafted. It was really cool. Really cool. Uh, beautiful design on the outside. 
as well, like uh, from what the guys were telling me, um, or the lady uh, was telling me that her son is the only one that in the city that makes him traditionally anymore. Everything else just comes right from Turkey from a big factory or whatever. They just saw him by the, the truckloads kind of thing. So this is actually handcrafted and holy man, it's heavy. <laughs> it's like one of those big, it's one of those ways like a cast iron pan, very, very heavy. Uh, after Sarajevo, we went to Dubrovnik. We had a bit of a, a mountain uh, detour. Uh, Travis's phone app. We'll, we'll touch by, about this later too because we like to razz him about it. He was the navigator of our trip. I sat in the back seat the whole time. And Nelson was driving because he's the one who drives um, standard or manual. So Travis's phone would take the shortest route in distance, not the shortest route in time. So that took us through this beautiful mountain pass uh, in the Dacia Sundero, which is <laughs> this little, little car. Uh, but she did very well for us. Uh, no doubt in our, in our minds about that. It just would have been really nice to have a sixth gear, that's for sure. Um, yeah, just gorgeous views driving through, through mountains. Uh, lots of um, mines sign, like, you know, like uh, possible mines in this area. Like, it's, it's a big thing that Bosnia is trying to fix. Um, there's still some mines from the 90s from the war with um, Serbia and uh, uh, all that. So uh, it was kind of eye opening to see these signs and it's like oh there's actually a mine in the area or multiple mines so it's kind of a uh, little little frightening but we're fine we're on the road obviously they've gone up and down that area many many times but i'm sure it's safe so it wasn't the worst thing in the world um yeah oh i forgot to mention it. when i was in syria we got to go to the bobsled track from the 1984 winter olympics and it's kind of a rundown area um that's where the, the Serbs were hanging out uh, during the, um, the siege of Sarajevo. But lots of graffiti. Really, really, really cool. Beautiful artwork. I put it on my um, Instagram page if you guys want to check that out. Uh, Chalupa Cabra 52. Um, other than that, you can always look online too. Uh, very, very cool. Very bright and vibrant. It's kind of cool to see people you know, express themselves on, um, on, an, on an ancient track uh, and um, make something that looks kind of cold, quite beautiful and bright. Uh, yeah, and so we went all the way to Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik, if you don't know, is uh, King's Landing in Game of Thrones. Uh, that's where they film the location. And so Split, Zadar, and uh, Dubrovnik, they'll have old, the old town, and it's within the city walls, which is really interesting. So when you're walking around, you have like the I wouldn't want to say marble, but you have some very beautiful uh, stone tile work throughout the, the old town. And you're, you're enclosed in these walls, so it does feel like you are secluded. And that's what the people kind of felt like when you put up a wall around yourself. Um, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, and not very big, so you can like walk around the entire old town uh, very, very quickly. It can be a little bit confusing, though, as Nelson learned in Split. Uh, you can get really turned around, especially if the alleys aren't, you know, straight up and down and marked very well. So, um, oh, just a fun little note. Uh, Travis and I'll probably talk about it later. In Split, we met up with some military helicopter pilots and some um, guys that work in the Navy as well uh, at one of the bars. And heard that they were Canadian, asked if they wanted to sit with us. Uh, the, the, the bar that we were at had a lot of um, craft beer on tap. And, uh, funny enough, they were looking, uh, the bartender was looking for suggestions to put on Spotify to play throughout the bar. And it's like, oh yeah, the bar owner doesn't like my music. He likes when, you know, uh, the customers, you know, enjoy the music and stuff. And they were playing rap, which I don't mind rap at all. But, uh, at that time, you know, about two weeks or a week and a half since uh, Gord Downey, uh, passed away and, uh, left us. So, you know, figured a bar full of Canadians were the majority, like 85% of us there were Canadians. So we got them to play the whole discography of, uh, the actually hit pretty much. So that was a lot of fun. I uh, didn't mean to get drunk that day, but sure as heck did. So that wasn't the, the worst thing in the world. 
uh, a lot of fun and split with those guys. So hopefully they're doing all right. But yeah, and funny enough, there was one guy that was from uh, who lived in Grimshaw, Alberta, my hometown. And he actually went to high school there uh, in grade seven, I think only for like half a year or a full year. And he actually knew my dad. Uh, he said, Mr. Chalupa, that's in that name rings a bell. I'm pretty sure I had him when I was there, probably teaching science or math. And again, he taught those classes. He's also a phys ed teacher too. So pretty interesting. He was a, a little bit older than my brother, Kevin. No, no, right between Kevin and Alicia. So he didn't know my siblings, but he recognized my dad's name. So I thought that was pretty, pretty wild to meet somebody in Croatia that did live in Grimshaw and let alone, uh, you know, knew my dad. So very, very interesting. Uh, after Dubrovnik, uh, Dubrovnik was cool. Um, you know, I, I, I could go there again. Uh, it's a good launch point to go to Havar and uh, a few other islands in the area. If you want to do some fishing on Croatia, I really want to do that, but it just didn't work in our schedule. We had some rain. Um, we had other plans, things like that. Uh, there are some really good companies on the Croatian coast and you can definitely make it work. That's for sure. Um, I would like to go back and check that out or attempt to. Uh, and also, it would be nice to go in the summertime or a little bit earlier like, you know, uh, than, than uh, late October, early November um, to experience the beach weather and you know beautiful sandy beaches and sunshine and all that fun stuff, warm water. Uh, the times that I'd go into the water, it was pretty cold, pretty chilly. After, uh, after Dubrovnik... We went to, uh, we headed down, we went through Montenegro. We stopped in Kodor, uh, which is a pretty cool city. Very, again, similar to Croatia has the, the old, uh, the old town system where you have walls up around the, the old town and walked around there, did a big hike to the old castle there or something like, how many steps was it? Like 1500 steps or something silly. So we got there, took some pictures Great views, really cool. Um, hike back down, and we had to get to Albania, so we had a big, big drive. We, it took us a while. The borders were no problem at all. Um, oh, and uh, going to Croatia, we got stopped at. Uh, going to sort of Bosnia from Croatia, we got stopped at the border, at, of course. And the lady there looking at our passports, looking at us. So we've all been growing beards, me more so than the rest of them. Um, the Travis is also has a bit more of a prominent beard compared to his passport. I definitely do. And then Nelson had a bit of scruff going on as well. Uh, <laughs> and she looks at us, she's like, Oh, you're all growing beards. And it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like you don't like them. She's like, no. So we all kind of laughed and weren't really sure if she was just being silly or making a joke or, you know, if she, if she was serious. So, uh, we all kind of quieted down and, uh, <laughs> just let her do her thing. Uh, very amusing though. Um, but yeah, yeah, didn't have any problems really at any of the borders. Um, there was one point in Serbia, they got us to open up the trunk and, uh, pull off to the side and stuff, but they've been having a really bad problem with human trafficking. So for the five minutes it took us to go to the side and talk with those guys and, uh, for them just to make sure it wasn't the big deal. It's not like we're all panicky and stuff like that. We're following the rules. So if you're following the rules, you shouldn't have a problem. I always kind of find it funny. So I, I, I've had a bad experience at the border before. Like going to the States, sometimes that's a little bit of annoying. Um, it can be kind of rude. But this this experience was not, not not terrible. So I don't want to dwell on it or make it seem like I was complaining. But that was the only time where we might have had a little bit of a problem at the border. But we had our documents. We had our paperwork. We were up. So no, no big deal. Um, Albania was very interesting. Um, poverty was very noticeable. Uh, the roads aren't the best, but that's that's something you're going to expect from a former communist country that's still developing. And, you know, they, they do have things to export and um, they do have industry, but there are other, other countries that can sell their products a bit cheaper and make more money from it. Um, none of the Balkan countries, uh, Croatia is part of the EU, but Bosnia is not. Montenegro is not, Albania is not, Macedonia is not, and neither is Serbia. Um, so they're not really getting, they're getting a little bit of support from other countries in Europe, which is nice, but not by the European Union standards. So maybe one day they can be a part of that if they so choose. Uh, 
ordeal with Greece is kind of muddled up a little bit and among you know other countries as well. I think Portugal had a bit of trouble too. Um, but yeah, Montenegro, very beautiful. Would have been nice to go back and check out some stuff. Um, the boys and I will touch base on um, more de- details with Montenegro. It was a very cool and very welcoming country, that's for sure. I uh, just needed to hit the road. Uh, we're running out of time and everyone, the whole group started realizing that. So we had to reassess our schedule. Uh, then we made it to Barat, Albania, B-E-R-A-T. Um, very nice city. I, I really liked it. Uh, simple people. Oh my God. Our, our hostel, uh, Birdie, and he's the, the, the owner of the hostel. Very, very, very friendly. Uh, very nice guy. Very accommodating. Very welcoming. Free breakfast. Um, his mom and his dad help out there too. Um, they're a bit older. Um, his dad is kind of a wild old man. He's kind of funny, very eccentric. Um, very small too, poor guy. Um, but you know, I was having a few drinks with an American the night before. He's kind of getting on my nerves, you know. He kept repeating how Canada and the United States are very, very similar, and we're pretty much the same country. And you know, like you know, neighbors of the South, you guys are all right. You know, like I know that Trump. I know that Trump is uh, not the best person in the world, and everyone makes fun of him. And I do too. Uh, that doesn't reflect the, the country entirely. I've met a lot of really, really awesome Americans, but we are different, and the countries are different, and how our country is laid out is different. So, if you do meet a Canadian, please do not say that we're pretty much the same country. Not the most polite thing, in my opinion. Um, there are parts of the United States I find that are kind of similar because you know what, Boston, you guys really like your hockey. We really like hockey, Buffalo, Seattle, all that kind of stuff. Like we are close on the borders, so there are similarities for sure. But as a whole, I think we're quite different. It's kind of like telling a Kiwi and a Aussie that they're they're the same person or Czech and Slovaks. Um, yeah, it's kind of bothering me that I kept repeating that. So yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, anyway, I were having a few drinks and just shooting the shit. And um, Bergie's dad was hanging out with us and. He doesn't speak very much English at all, but he spoke a bit of French. Well, he speaks very fluent French. I speak a little bit of French, so we were able to get um, a little bit of a cross what was going on. And then he also spoke um, German a lot better than me, but still, like it wouldn't be his uh, second language even. So, um, I speak very little German, so I was able to pick up a few things if, if we did have this barrier. So it's, it's kind of the beauty of um, you know hostels and trying to make communication work is like, oh, you know a little bit of this? Okay, so there'd be like two words in English, two words in French, two words in German, and we get the point across. <laughs> so that was very funny. Um, Bertie's mother was very lovely as well. She was making the breakfast in the morning. Um, she, she's like a typical grandmother or, or mom or whatever. She'd tell you to sit down and uh, just wait for the breakfast. And uh, once you finish your breakfast, she quickly takes the plates from you and you offer to wash and she tells you no, like, and so you sit back down because you're afraid she might, um, you know, throw you over her shoulder and um, throw you off the stairs or something to give you a big suplex. Um, so you just kind of listen and follow orders and do what you're told. <laughs> so you just sit there. If they want more food, uh, even if you don't want more food, they're always willing to offer food. Um, very, very interesting uh, country. Very lovely, very lovely people. Highly recommend to go visit. Um, be prepared for the poverty. It is kind of sad. But um, lots to see, lots to do, that's for sure. I would love to go back and check out the, the coast more. We didn't really go to the coast. But, uh, we, we arrived at nighttime, so there wasn't a lot to see. But uh, I would definitely love to go back and explore the coast. They actually apparently have one of the uh, most beautiful beaches in Europe. So and might as well go when it's a bit more affordable. Um, after Albania, we went to Macedonia, where I was really excited to go to Macedonia. I've always wanted to go. Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Alexander the Great. I think he's a very interesting historical figure, and he is from Macedonia. A lot of people think he's Greek. True Macedonian. Um, I read a lot about Lake Orid. Uh, check it out online. Uh, very beautiful lake. Uh, parts of the lake are 300 meters deep. Uh, it's quite a large lake. There's a lot of hiking in the area. It's a beautiful national park. Uh, lake Orid also produces pearls. Uh, I bought some pearls for my girlfriend uh, by this time. And if she listens, I already gave them to you, so hopefully you still like them. Um, very beautiful uh, area. I would 
I would go back in a heartbeat. I really want to explore more Macedonia. Um, our hostel was really cool, Sunny Lake Hostel. Uh, I forget the guy's name. It was kind of like Joker. Like, it was a little, like, Joker kind of thing. He's a very funny guy uh, with a dog, uh, a stray dog. as his uh, little puppy that he recently adopted. And his name is Bastard. Um, very football-oriented hostel. They like watching football every night. And then they'll play FIFA all night. So I got to play. I played as Toronto FC. I scored a goal against uh, uh, one of the um, hostel owner's friends who was much better than me, but I lucked out with one goal, and then they, they scored two. So they won. But with five minutes to go, they scored the last goal. So I gave a good little give a good little shot there. Uh, again, free breakfast. Um, you know, very friendly, very informative place. I just like I really, really appreciate when um, hostel owners and you know, the, the staff really know their city so well. They know the deals. They know the good places. They have their choices, and they're able to give you the lowdown. Okay, do you want to spend a bit more money? This place is pretty good, but for a little bit less like service quality, you're saving a lot of money on the food. Go here, and that doesn't bother me. Um, like. I really wish I knew his name. Truth, um, and I'm not just guessing, but I think it was Joker. Uh, he was telling us, you know, okay, go to this grocery store, not this one. They're side by side. And as we're walking, we would hit the first grocery store. That was the more expensive one. So he's like, no, no, go to the next one. That's cheaper. So that helped us a lot. Um, when I was trying to find these pearls, uh, like walking to the hostel, we saw so many shops of pearls, like everywhere. So me, I don't really know much about jewelry. I'm, I'm terrible at buying gifts for for women that my mom or my sisters or you know my girlfriend. I always have to ask people like, you know, like oh, what's a good thing? What's a good thing? Because I, I just don't know. I'm, I'm a very, <laughs> I, I can be very stupid sometimes um, and not in the know. So I'm talking to the guy. Hey, is there like a family that's famous for making pearls or jewelry in town? Or is there like, it seems like there's a lot of shops. I'm worried that they're going to be fake. He's like, oh, yeah, no, there are two shops in town that are family run and they're real. They're really from Lake Oren. So that's what I want to do. The rest of it came from Turkey or they're fake. Um, so he has sent me in the right direction, went there. The lady there was very, very helpful and very patient with me and me being kind of a an idiot <laughs> in lack of a better word um, when it comes to jewelry. Uh, very patient, gave me the rundown of the story and the history of the family because it's a family-run business since the 1920s, I believe. Um, and yeah, they collect these pearls and they make them into jewelry. They use real silver from the area too. Like very, very cool. Very, very cool. Um, so I always, I always like gifts that are from an area and have an interesting story, not just okay. Yeah, I ordered these online. Um, so I'm really excited to see how the, my girlfriend uh, enjoys them. Hopefully she does. Um, we try to go on a hike. Uh, there's a nice hike where you can see both Ohrid and there's another lake on the side, other side of the mountain. Uh, Ohrid's really close to Greece as well as Albania. Um, so we could actually like just hike. If you went over a couple mountains, you'd be, able, you'd be in Greece or you'd be in um, Albania. Uh, we tried to hike. Got really socked in by bad weather. Uh, lots of clouds. Just low-lying clouds so we couldn't see anything. It was getting pretty cold, raining. So about... I don't know, I'm going to say like 75 meters up, we turned around and went back to the car and just did whatever else for the rest of the day. Um, after after Lake Ored, we Nelson and I went for a swim, uh, just jumped into the, the lake. wasn't as cold as I thought it was going to be. It was much colder when I went into the ocean, the Adriatic Sea, when I was in Croatia. Now my theory of that is because I was probably warmer in Croatia, it's warm, and then you jump in when it's kind of cold and you feel a lot colder than if you are cold and then you jump in and then it's not too bad. So Ored was quite nice um, for jumping in for a little quick swim. Uh, and when Nelson and I jumped in there, we're coming out and we're drying off and everyone's walking by these older people and they keep commenting about how we jumped in the lake and we're crazy. Um, but they're all really friendly and it was like, where are you from? Where are you from? Like, oh, we're from Canada. Canada, I have a brother and blah, blah, blah in, in Toronto, a Mississauga, um, Scarborough, you know? So it was very funny and doing some research, hanging out with the hostel owner at Sunny Lake. Uh, we're talking about hockey players that are traditionally Macedonians. And, you know, 
because Macedonia is kind of a newer country, you look at these hockey players where they're born or where their families are from, and you see Yugoslavia, or um, you hear about the parents being Yugoslavian. It doesn't really exactly pinpoint what country they're from, but players like Steven Stamkos, Ed Jovanovsky, um, another one there, Chris Tanev, uh, and many, many others, uh, even Jose Theodore, um, all have Macedonian heritage. So, and from what I learned, the greatest concentration or just concentration of Macedonians in the world outside of Macedonia is the Toronto area. How about that? Very interesting. So that was a lot of fun. So we we're talking about that. And yeah, so most of the Macedonian people we ran into all had family in uh, Canada. So that's really, really cool. I, I love how Canada is uh, diverse from coast to coast. Um, we ran into guys in Serbia and Bosnia as well and Croatia that had lots of family in Canada too. Um, one of the, one guy I worked with in forestry years and years ago, uh, Sasha Kostic, his family was originally from Croatia. And then another guy, Joa Markutic, his f- mom is Croatian descent, I believe. So again, you know, just love the diversity in Canada. It's, it's so much fun. It's boring to have something that's the same. Um, so yeah, uh, leaving Lake Ored, we went to, um, oh, and then at, at, we, we, after they were telling us about uh, having family in Canada, then they would always ask us, do you have somewhere to stay? Are you staying somewhere? Because it's very common for them to rent out their a room in their house or their apartment or something like that. It's, it's a really good business. Um, so many travelers. So usually the bed and breakfast and all those things get filled up really easily. So they try to offer their place for rent. It's, it's competitive. So there'll be people waiting outside the trains or the buses, uh, the bus station and trying to offer you a place to stay for money. They usually you think, Oh, for free. Perfect. But they will charge you, um, which is not a terrible thing. And it seems like they're quite hospitable, but we already had our place. So it was kind of funny hearing it over and over again. It's like, where are you from? I have family there. Where are you staying? Okay. And, but yeah, well, very, very nice people. Very nice people. Very welcoming. And then after Ored, we were driving to Belgrade with a stop in Skopje, uh, the capital of Macedonia. And it's a very interesting city. So many friggin' statues. Statues everywhere. I'm not sure how many statues they have. I'm going to say, <laughs> the joke was, we thought Skopje was a Macedonian for statue. Um, but yeah, statues everywhere. I don't, I don't know what the number would be, but I'm guessing 300. But there are 30 statues there, there's a few bridges that go across the river, and on two of them, there are 30 statues each on each bridge. Insane. Um, they have a big statue of Alexander the Great, but they can't call it the Alexander the Great statue because Greece gets upset with them about that. Um, so they call it um, Warrior on a Horse, and that was very cool to see. Um, I was really pumped to take a few pictures of that. Um, we didn't last long in Skopje. We had to keep going, and honestly, that was fun. Um it would be cool to check out a couple of the buildings and get some history of the, the city. Uh, the city got uh, hit by an earthquake in the 60s, and that really um, destroyed a lot of the old infrastructure. So it's a real shame. Um, natural disasters, they happen, but I wish they had just happened in the middle of nowhere. Um, after Skopje, we driving towards uh, the Serbian border. We had the, the little quick check about seeing if we were human trafficking at all. We were not. Um, just a bunch of Canadians driving around. Um, we drove all the way to Belgrade and we met up with some hostel owners. I think, I think we talked about Dragon and uh, Nicola in the podcast that I was recording with Adina. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we stayed with them, uh, Dragon and Nicola at El Diablo Hostel. Very well. I keep I keep repeating that, but really, really, really beautiful hostel. Um, good location, really good location, and a lot to see too, and wealth of knowledge. I, I think I sat down with the dragon for probably about an hour, and he's just circling everything on the map about what to do, what there to see. This pub's good, that pub's good. Go here, go there. Blah blah blah. Um, it was really fun. We actually met up with one of our other coworkers, uh, Peter West, who. He's been in Hungary mainly. His he's got a Hungarian passport. His mother, um, his mother's side's all Hungarian, so he he visits Hungary as much as possible. And he's actually headed to Israel 
pretty soon. So he should be having a great time there, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, exploring the city with him was very nice. Um, I went to the military museum. That was really cool. They have the, the fortress there. That's really neat. Uh, lots of former weaponry, like artillery and tanks and cool things like that. Uh, the boys and I, we all went to Belgrade Red Stars basketball game. Uh, or Red Star, not Red Star, it's Belgrade Red Star uh, versus Moscow. Uh, they got beat really bad. Nelson, myself, Travis, and Pete were all very underwhelmed uh, from the effort from Belgrade. Like, yeah, they had some good plays and stuff, but oof, they got they got beat up pretty bad. The fans were unreal, though. The fans just were relentless, just chanting and singing. Very football mentality for the fans. Wagging flags around, chanting, all that kind of stuff. But very, very cool. I really like that atmosphere. Very similar to um, when I was in Vienna. Every European hockey game that I've gone to is very, very similar in that regard. So that was a lot of fun. That was a good experience. And it was quite cheap. It was $15 Canadian for each of us. So very well worth it, that's for sure. Um, after that, Nelson, Travis, and I... No, Tra- Nelson went home. Travis, myself, and Pete, we all went out for some beers at a place called the Miner's Pub. And they had some really delicious beer. Cool. I was pretty happy being there that's for sure they had a dog walking around too so things are better with dogs and we got to pet the pooch there get a couple good scratches behind the ear and whatnot a lot of fun um other things that we did in belgrade oh checked out some bomb buildings there's still some buildings standing from um operation uh, merciful angel that nato um went through with and they bombed some buildings and whenever you bomb a city bad things are going to happen so Sadly, they, they killed a few uh, civilians, um, children as well. So, yeah, that's uh, that's still a touchy subject over there. Uh, not the biggest fans of NATO, like uh, Bosnia's not the biggest fan of the UN. So, hopefully, those guys can get their act together since then, or have gotten together since then. It's kind of a, I don't want to get into it. It's very political and very, uh, yeah, <laughs> very annoying. Um, yeah, there's a funny story where um, NATO was talking to the civilians and letting them know that they're going to blow up a bridge strategically, and they wanted to make sure that nobody was on the bridge. So every time they made a plan to blow up this bridge with their their jets to fly by and drop some bombs on the bridge, the people would always just fill it up. Like, why would you tell people that you're blowing up a bridge when that bridge belongs to them? They're not going to let you. They're like, oh, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, blow it up. So they all just stood on the bridge and they wouldn't be able to blow it up ever. So, yeah, we got to walk across that bridge and pretty interesting. Um, yeah, Belgrade, great city. I'd like to go back. I'd like to explore more Serbia. Serbia was very rushed. Um, the last last week and a bit of our trip was very rushed. So hopefully we can go back and cover it all again one day. No, not all of us, obviously. I don't think that would ever happen again. <laughs> just difference in schedules. But you know, if I can go back, I would, I would thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, made a lot of friends. I'd like to see them all again. After Belgrade, went to Zagreb, dropped off the rental car. Uh, stayed at this really interesting hostel called Swanky Mint, sadly, Mali Marak, uh, the place we stayed at in Zagreb before, uh, with Igor and the introduction to Turkish coffee, was closed for the season, I believe. Um, so we went to Swanky Mint, and that was actually a really interesting place. They had a nice little bar and club there. Um, the owner there was very funny. He kept calling us boys. He said, oh, boys, 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 where'd you go, boys? Um, and our room, we were the only three in it, which was very nice for us. Um, triple bunk beds. Three stack. Very interesting. Very, very cool. Um, I can see it being a very big problem if somebody went out and got a little bit too tipsy and then came back. It would probably be a mini Everest for them to climb up. And it didn't look like the safest thing to do either, so... I would say maybe allocate uh, most potential to be drunk most often at the bottom bunk and more sober people at the top. But just opinion, who knows how it's going to work. Uh, but yeah, very, very interesting hostel. I would like to go back there for sure. Great location. Again, Zagreb, lots of fun. Um, after Zagreb, we took the bus from Zagreb to Budapest. Um went back to Hostel One Basilica. Guys, you're amazing. Love that hostel. Love the staff. Probably one of my favorites that I've been to ever. Um, got to see a lot of old faces. 
really let's see we we try to make it a little surprise so i used a, a a false name when i was booking it but i still had to put my credit card information on it so still my real name aaron chalupa was at the bottom attached to my credit card information so i got a little bit of an email from one of the the staff members asking me who's this who's this guy and why does he have your contact credit card information I'm like oh well i'm trying to be sneaky so don't tell anybody else and so we, we got there and we got to surprise a few folks um we got there um went out um for a boat party tour that was a lot of fun um it was like 40 bucks canadian you gotta go on the boat go up and down the the danube the sorry the danube pronunciation um Got to see Parliament at night. That was pretty neat. Um, and then unlimited beer. So I was dressed in my lederhosen and my Canadian hockey jersey. Started a lot of conversation. People loved that. Um, and also I was really pounding back the beers. Holy man. I don't know what it is about Budapest, but I uh, I have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun. You know, a lot of memories and a lot that I don't really remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a really fun time. I just love it. Everyone's so nice very warm, you know, like very warm and willing to chat, you know, and you can talk to anybody from around the world and usually have open arms and willing to talk or whatever and have fun and laugh. People don't take offense so easily. Um, yeah. It's, uh, Budapest is probably my favorite city of the trip that I've not been to. Uh, just absolutely love it. Go back there anytime. Um, it's just, oh man, I hate conversion rate. It's, it gets annoying after doing the math all the time. It's one Canadian dollar is 220 Hungarian foreign. So it can be a little bit tricky when you're doing math in your head. Like, you're like oh yeah, I just dropped 10 grand today on food. Like, oh, Jesus. So that can be a little funny. <laughs> but after Budapest, we went to the airport. We all went to step away. So that pretty much wraps up the, the Chalupa monologue. Um, hopefully I can get, get tied up with Travis and Nelson here at some point to hear more of what they're getting up to because um, Travis is going Rome and then I think Rome directly to Morocco. Nelson's doing Spain, Gibraltar, Morocco, I believe. Maybe he'll throw something else in there too. Who knows what these guys are up to. They kind of live by the seat of their pants. Fly by the seat of their pants. Um, throughout, the, throughout the trip around the Balkans, they kept changing their plan what they're going to do and where, where they're going and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I'm the only, I was the only one who had a solid plan. There's no, there's no dates. So hopefully they, hopefully they have a great time. You know, boys, if you're listening to this, man, hell of a trip. Oh yeah. We had our differences a few times. I think just next time, if we go traveling together, just I recommend recommendation for anybody. Just spend some time away from each other. If you're in a car all the time together, don't, feel the need to do everything together. You know, oh yeah, I was going to check this out. Oh, well, I don't really want to check that out. You don't need to check it out. Go do something else. You know, just try to be fresh all the time. <laughs> Give everyone a little bit of a break. Um, yeah, boys. Great. Hell of a trip. Hell of a trip. Um, hopefully see you when we get back, when you guys get back home, catch up, catch up on the podcast here, hear what you guys are saying, what you're doing. And what you've seen, what you've experienced. You no, know, Traps wants to do this camel camel trek into the Sahara. Nelson wants to do a lot of surfing. They're gonna have a great time around. I haven't been yet. Want to go? Looks like an amazing place. I honestly, I love backpacking. I love traveling. It really opened um, my love again and my passion for for traveling and backpacking and hostels and all that stuff. I just love that culture. I'm I've almost been considering because you know. Listeners, you guys know how much I love beer and brewing, so that's always been a thought in the back of my head, Open Mountain Brewery. What about opening a hostel attached to a brewery? I think that'd be pretty cool. I'm not sure how legal that'd be in Canada. I'm pretty sure it'd be fine. There's lots of hotels and breweries and whatnot. So maybe one day that'll be the that'll be the plan. And you know, keep in touch, you know, keep listening. Maybe I'll have my hostel and my brewery and you guys can come over and visit and we can catch up. Otherwise, um yeah, so that's me and Belpa. England, Nottingham, Derbyshire, that whole area. All right, well, I'm going to get up out of the bed here, get dressed, and go have some breakfast and chat with my, my hosts and meet my buddy's daughter for the first time. And I'm sure she'll just point and make uh, monkey noises at me the whole time. <laughs> the beard doesn't scare her. 
All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, I didn't bore you too much with my uh, my one man show uh, promises. Uh, this is going to be a new thing. I probably very boring for you guys, but I just wanted to get a, a brief uh, summary of what's happening here. Um, you'll probably be hearing from Matt and Andy very shortly. Um, great. Yeah, well, it's going to be it's going to be a fun time. It'll be lots of laughs, lots of jokes, uh, interesting accents for sure too. Got a lot of those wide variety of English accents. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, yeah. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the other uh, great sub-series from John and Ba, uh, The Bubbling Canucks. Like, man, uh, that's one of the great things I've been doing, too, is just listening to so many podcasts. And those guys, like Anthony was, I was listening, and Anthony was saying how um, that episode one was most downloaded. I'm not surprised. Like, great storytellers. And John and Ba have excellent, tremendous, tremendous Tremendous. Let's say one more time. Tremendous chemistry, and just the comfort because that's part of the thing. You know, I'm not sure if you've ever been behind a microphone before, but it makes it a lot easier if you have somebody that you really click with, and it just feels like you're talking and you just forget about the microphone. So uh, that's what I always try to do. But yeah, keep up good work, guys. Um, Greta, congrats on the new little sub series for yourself. Uh, we'll listen to your first episode. <laughs> yeah, man, that's. Yeah, no, you you use words that I'm not sure with. You may really make me feel my age, and I'm not that much older than you, so I need to pick up the the, the lingo there to understand what's what's happening. You know, it's almost like a foreign language. It's like I feel like you know I understand Albanian more than uh, I understand a, a millennial uh, urban language. So, yeah, congrats with that, and I'm sure it's going to be very popular. Us boys are going to be left in the dust. I'm sure with the download numbers. Um, yeah, Anthony, looking forward to seeing you here pretty shortly. Uh, I got a I got a nice layover in Toronto, so you'll probably hear this after if Anthony and I do meet up. So hopefully that does happen. It'd be great to see him and the fam. Uh, they still have that open nanny position for me, so it's always so so tempting, so tempting. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe maybe I will have a, you know nothing. You know, I don't. I can't. I can't think of a better job than that. But maybe nothing will come up, and I'll have to take that position. Let's see. Anyway, I'm rambling on too much here. At the end, I will digress. Thank you very much for listening. Um, hopefully, you guys are having a good fall. Get ready for Christmas. It's going to be crazy. See ya.